up, everybody? This is Adam with The Rookie Report. And it's a new podcast here that we've created to give you guys a little bit of an insider look of what some average guys have uh, opinions-wise with everything that's happening in sports today. Uh, I, along with uh, my good friend Jarrett, he's uh, going to be our other host here. Uh, Jarrett? What's going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Are you excited about the new podcast? Oh, I'm very excited, man. I'm very excited to, uh, you know, just talk sports, hang out with a friend, you know, do some shit like we always do. Heck yeah, man. So uh, we got some introductions to give you guys. Um, on my side, um, I'm from South Georgia, uh, big into, you know, football, baseball, basketball. Don't really care much about hockey and golf or most of any other sports, um, but we'll still cover it here on the Rookie Report. Um, try to stay as unbiased as possible on things, uh, but also sprinkling in, you know, my heartfelt feelings on uh, each and every sports team. As far as my favorite sports uh, teams, we got, you know, the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm an avid Bulldog fan, have been since I was a little kid. Really big into uh, the Braves baseball scene as well. Um, shout out to the boys for bringing it home this chop, year. Chop, chop. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm also a Falcons fan, and so uh, it's just been, you know, the same curse that's always followed Georgia sports. It seems like every year we come out swinging and somehow end up losing everything. Uh, but anyways, those are my favorite teams. Um, I follow them, you know, with a lot of passion, pretty much a diehard fan, been through the downs. Hopefully there'll be more ups in the future. Uh, as far as my day job, I, I work uh, with a school system here locally. Um, just uh, I work in the tech department doing, you know, odd end things uh, for teachers as far as helping them just getting lessons learned to all the children. Um, uh, I have a side hustle as well. I'm actually a wedding photographer um, and wedding videographer as well. Um, None of which qualify me to talk about sports other than the fact that I just love sports. So um, I'm really excited about this podcast. I think it's something that, you know, you guys as the listeners can tune in and uh, just hear some regular Joe Schmo opinions on sports that you're interested in and sports you may not even heard about. Uh, we'll probably be sprinkling in some, you know, daily news uh you know, pop culture type stuff. Um, so it won't be always just about sports, but that'll be our main headers on every episode. Uh, Jared, why don't you introduce yourself to uh, our listeners? Yeah, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jared. Um, pretty excited to be doing this. Uh, it's been a long time coming. You know, like, kind of like you, Adam, you know, I, I share heartbreaks when it comes to sports teams. You know, I'm, I'm a big football fan, baseball, basketball. I'm kind of more balanced when it comes to sports. I like them all. A little less of hockey. The Jaguars are my favorite NFL team. As you can see lately, we'll talk about that later, I'm sure, about what's going on with them. And the uh, when it comes to college, I'm a nerd named Fighting Irish fan. I get a lot of hate for that being in the South, but anyways. <laughs> Boo, Irish. <laughs> and uh, basketball, I'm a Spurs fan. Live and die. You know, Tim Duncan was my boy growing up, and I stick with him. College, base, I mean, basketball, I'd have to say Notre Dame again, and baseball, Braves, Chop Chop, World Series champion. Um, my occupation. Yeah, man, that felt good to bring home that, that World Series. Day. Yeah, it, it felt really good. My occupation, I'm active U.S. military. 
been in it for about 11 years now. I've been all over the world. Love it. It's, a, it's definitely a career for me. On the side, I trade stocks and lose money on crypto. Uh, my, you know, my qualification, I've, I've played sports growing up. And I've kind of always just been really big into, into hot takes and overreactions. And that's a lot of things I plan to bring towards this podcast. You're going to hear some crazy stuff coming from me. Not because I'm a Notre Dame fan, but just because that's what I do. I think it's a little bit to do with the Notre Dame fan, yeah. but I'll leave that as to my own opinion. Touche. <laughs> so yeah, man, uh, let's uh, let's get into you know kind of the background of our friendship mm-hmm. here. Um, it it kind of you know it's, it kind of came from I guess my photography background. Me and Jared have uh, we met in a way of collaborating on several different shoots that we've done. Um, for self-promotion and just, you know, for the love of photography on, on both ends, really. What, what would you say was kind of the, would, would you agree that that's kind of the culmination of how our friendship started? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Starting with the, uh, I mean, because I've heard, I've, I've heard about you and, you know, I've seen your work before we started working together. And I can definitely say since the first shoot we had with the, uh, what was it, the James Dean shoot, <laughs> we kind of hit it off pretty good, you and I. Um, and since then, you know, we've kind of built that friendship over time and here we are. Yes, sir. So, uh, what, what you guys can expect from the rookie rookie report, um, we're just gonna be really just two guys with sports opinions on, you know, vastly different, um, areas of sports. So we're going to be talking about things stretching from, you know, college sports all the way up to NFL, um, or college football all the way up to NFL, college uh, basketball all the way up to the NBA. We're going to follow some of our favorite players. Um, as our listeners, we would love for y'all to you know, follow our Instagram, our Twitter, uh, which we'll link those in the s- description of the episode here so you guys can follow that and interact with us. Let us know who your favorite teams are. Let us know you know, what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right. Um, our feedback from you guys is going to be the number one thing that drives us to do better, to get better, and to continue to bring you a great show that you enjoy, that you can have entertainment from, uh, whether that's on your commute to work, commute home, or just easy listening at home, or just in your leisure time. Uh, Jarrett and I, we just want to be that go-to for, uh, a quick laugh here and there and maybe give you some sports knowledge uh, to get you through your week. And we will be posting weekly, uh, probably on Wednesday mornings is our kind of, our, I guess, goal to have an episode out every Wednesday morning. Um, so, Jarrett, uh, let's just hop into it, man. I, I want to kind of go over this whole thing with the college football playoff selection um, we, we kind of know the big four that are going to be going in. Uh, you know, you got Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Alabama. They're, they're going to be going after that national championship. But there's a few other games uh, that I've kind of pinpointed after seeing the schedule being released for the, uh, you know, all the bowl season games. Um, what do you think about this first matchup with Clemson and Iowa State? Well... With this matchup, I this is probably one of the ones I haven't really looked into that much, to be honest with you. But I feel that it is kind of Clemson's to take. I don't I don't see Iowa State really putting anything against Clemson when it comes to just pure pure talent and pure sports line. 
It, the thing with the Tigers, man, it seems like uh, they just they came out flat this year. Mm-hmm. After losing that first game to Georgia, <clears throat> you know, I, I, as a Georgia fan, I was so nervous about that game. I, I was not sure we would win that game. Uh, you know, we scraped by just coming out of there with, with a 10-point win. Our defense really pretty much was the backbone of that game and the rest of our season. Uh, but, um, you know, Clemson was a big disappointment this year. I, I felt like the drop-off after losing, you know, Trevor, uh, Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence to the Jaguars, you know, I know you were glad to get him, but I'm sure Clemson's been sad to let him go. Um, it just, they haven't seemed to have that same, like, chip on their shoulder, I guess, or I don't, I don't know. They just, they seemed flat all year. The offense definitely didn't seem like they were on key as they looked when they had Trevor and ETN and, um, from last year, the quarterback that took over, uh, DJ, uh, please excuse my how I pronounce his name. <laughs> Good luck on saying that. Last you could like a lagaloo, but uh, however you want to <laughs> say it, you know, last year when he played, and I'm going to use the Notre Dame game as example. He when he came in for Trevor for those two games, he looked really good. You know, I really thought, okay, you know, this kid's going to take over. He's going to look good. Heisman candidate, you know, coming in strong. But this year, you know, it just wasn't. The team itself, but I feel like the quarterback play takes a lot. It's going to take more of the hit. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think his his performance he, was he lackluster. He had a lot to prove, and I think maybe the pressure may have gotten to him. I, I kept thinking they would hit a stride and you know really kind of get off to a better start after even losing to Georgia. I mean, I think that did take a lot of wind out of their sails. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's going to be interesting to see them up against this Iowa State team. You know, we, we think of Iowa State as this, you know, <laughs> team out there in the Midwest that doesn't really have, you know, a lot of national notoriety. But, man, I, I actually I watched a few Iowa State games this year, um, mainly because I betted on them in sports betting. I know that's a big no-no, but, you know, got to feed the beast sometimes. Um, but they, they, uh, they got a good running back. I, I don't recall his name. But um, good offensive line. Um, I think you know Iowa State. They got a good coach. I, I I hate to say it, but I think Clemson may be in for an upset. Man, um, I'm on the other side of the line. You know, earlier you were saying that you think Clemson takes this one pretty mm-hmm. easy. Um, and, and Vegas. You know, they even they think Clemson's the favorite team. Not that much. I think the early line was around uh, one point or so that they were favored. Right. So we'll see. Um, it's actually the first time Iowa State will have played for a fifth consecutive bowl game. So um, it's pretty crazy that, you know, a norm, like they're a big time Division One school, not necessarily along the ranks of, you know, in Alabama, Ohio State, you know, schools of, of that, you know, pedigree. But um, it's kind of strange to see that they've not been able to put back to back to back to back, you know, great seasons as of you know, in their past. They have recently. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it'll be a better game than the experts think. Um, some other crazy, you know, games always come down when there's a border war. Um, I know that I always look forward to the Georgia Tech-Georgia games, even though sometimes, you know, the competition, you know, Georgia may be way better one year, or Georgia Tech may be way better, you know, back in the 70s or 80s. <laughs> Georgia's been pretty dominant in that matchup. All right over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, or I guess decades really. Um, but we got a, we got a match up in the, 
this this bowl, the the name of it, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. It's like they couldn't. They I think they ran out of bowl names to call the bowl games. So, anyways, we'll just call this one the Mayonnaise Bowl. Um, we got North Carolina Tar Heels and the South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, this one's gonna be on December thirtieth. You know, right after Christmas. Um, it's an early kick, man. It's a it's a noon kickoff. Um, if you love Border Wars, this is the one to watch. I really think it's going to be entertaining. North Carolina, um, their uh, their quarterback, the number seven, I can't think of Sam his Howell. last name. Do you, do you know? Yeah, 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 Sam Howell, that's it. I knew his first name was Sam. Um, dude, He's he may be the most pro-ready quarterback that I've seen personally play. Um, I think they, there's a kid that plays in Nevada that they have said, you know, has some pro game ready you know skills too but mm-hmm. Sam Howell I'll, I'll look for him to make a statement um for his NFL candidacy really um in this game however on the other side of the ball man they they have the SEC you know mid-level team in South Carolina um they have a new head coach and Shane Beamer his dad is um you know former coach at Virginia Tech that led the the Hokies to all those great defensive years they had in the ACC. Um, what, what's your take on this game, man? How, how are you feeling about it? Well, to be honest with you, I was not expecting somehow to be actually be starting in this game, given the fact of his NFL future going to the – I'm assuming he's going to go to the draft this year. So I know how a lot of these guys, these top-tier players, want to sit out when their stock is so high. But he's playing – yeah. So yeah. that what's your you know to to break you up right mm-hmm. there? What what's your take on that? Just overall, not you know, not just Sam. What what's your feelings on these guys just sitting out these bowl games and you know not putting it on the line there for you know what our what us fans feel mm-hmm. as you know something that you know they still need to play for their team. You know that that's kind of the general consensus. Well, how how is your thoughts? Well, on when that? it comes, in my opinion, when it comes to the difference between college and pro, is that these guys are fighting for a career. At the end of the day, right? You get contracts to get money, yeah. and get that paycheck. Yeah, a paycheck. So you got big names like this. Now, if you're in the college football playoffs or you're in a New Year Bowl, then I could kind of see, you know, maybe where it can kind of the difference can make it because it's just going to make your stock rise. But let's say he comes in and he gets hurt against this team or he has like just a horrible game, it's going to drop regardless of what his production That's was true. throughout the season. Just because it's not a – he's playing South Carolina. You know what I mean? A 6-6 six and six team I know. or whatever. I, I, I do. I, but for, for me, it's, it's hard to um, – I, I guess I try to put myself in the GM's position. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, they recruited this young man out of high school to come play at this college – you know, the same way that I would be hiring him or drafting him to my team, I want to know that he has no give up. You know, um, I want to know that no matter what, he's going to lay his body out on the line for our team, um, for his team, you know. And for me, I guess I'm just old school when it comes to that. Um, I'm not oblivious to the fact that, you know, his stock could be hurt due to playing and getting injured, like you were saying. But um, I think I think you got to be out there for your boys. I think you got to go out there, and I think you got to play hard, and you know, let the chips fall where they may fall. Right. But also, in a way, it can help pave the way for the backup who's going to be taking a spot next year. I mean, it's kind of like I mean, it, it could go any. You know, it's like this is like one of those double-edged sword conversations. Like, you know, what I'm saying for this one, 
And yeah, yeah. what, you know, fun fact when it comes to South Carolina, when we want to talk about quarterbacks who digressed or, you know, who've gotten bad over time, who just recently committed to South Carolina? Rattler, Spencer dude, I Rattler. Was shocked when I saw that. Exactly. I know this. So shocked. He's not going to be playing in the bowl, obviously, but I thought it was a little fun fact to throw out there that we're on the topic about the team. So we'll see how he does. I'm, I'm assuming yeah, he's going to start next honestly, year. As a as a bulldog fan, you know, as of late we've been kind of we've kind of owned the Gamecocks, you know, except for one or two hiccups here and there. I think uh, I think Rattler may be able to give Beamer and the Gamecocks, you know, kind of a, a, a you know a head start into becoming a better team. I don't know that right off the bat they'll be competing. You know, with with Georgia on the east side and Alabama and LSU on the west, but um, I definitely think he's a huge upgrade to that Carolina offense. So um, I'm anxious to see how that plays out next year. Um, I hope that he wins out in spring, which I, I have zero doubts that he will. And I'm like you, I think I think he starts. Um, you know, the Gamecocks they were impressive this year, man. They beat Auburn and Florida. I think they're doing some of the right things. They they won games they weren't supposed to, and they may have lost a couple games they weren't supposed to. But overall, for a first-year coach, I think he's doing a great job. So what other what other games have you been looking at that you're kind of interested in seeing uh, happen? Bowl-wise? Um, honestly, I've kind of just kept an eye on the bigger bowls um, just because of uh, scheduling, you know, the holidays and whatnot. Um, obviously... I'm bit, I'm ready for the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, <laughs> gotta gotta be ready for your home well, it, boys, it, the, I, the, the Fighting Irish. Right? I feel like this, you know, it's kind of a, in a sense, you could say it's a controversial game with everything that happened with, with Kelly leaving, and Marcus Freeman taking yeah, over. Man, without with with, I feel like Kelly. If Kelly stays, I think they may. I know Cincinnati beat y'all. I'm sorry, beat Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> earlier in the season, but I really feel like if Kelly would have stayed at least to the end of the season, um, I think I think the committee maybe puts in Notre Dame over Cincinnati. Um, and possibly even over Georgia, you know, with our with the big loss to Alabama there in the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that made Georgia a one loss team and Notre Dame a one loss team, which I think the negative for Notre Dame is that you guys are independent and you don't have a championship i think that tends to eventually like almost every year it seems like that hurts notre dame's chances um for making it to the bigger games right and that that's the thing like last year when they had all the the interconference and whatnot we were moved to the acc and we pretty much dominated that i mean we went undefeated and then we lost the acc championship to a Trevor Lawrence led Clemson. So I am hoping we sooner or later come around to go to the ACC like all of our other programs are because it would only just strengthen our cause because we lost to Clemson last year and exactly. still went to the playoffs. Right, right. So, I mean, but other than that, you know, I'm very – I'm looking forward to the Rose Bowl and I'm definitely looking forward to the Peach Bowl. I got you. Who who are the matchups in those games? I, I don't. So the I, the Peach Bowl. I know the the Rose Bowl. So are these the other? These are the the playoff games. No, these are the these are your New Year's and your 
your December 30th is the uh, Peach Bowl, which is Michigan State and Pittsburgh. I think that's going to be a fun one. Gotcha. That's and then right. the Rose Bowl. Dude, that, that quarterback for Pittsburgh, he's, mm-hmm. he seems to be the real deal. And then the Rose Bowl is a New Year's, New Year's Day Bowl, which is Ohio State and Utah. Yeah, that'll be a good one, too. I'm, I'm pulling for the Utes. I can't stand Ohio State. I'm not a Buckeyes mm-hmm. fan. So I'm I'm looking for those. And then, obviously, the Alamo Bowl, December 29th, which will be Oklahoma and Oregon. Those are kind of like my big ones I'm looking That'd at. That would be interesting. Or, Oregon's kind of been the been kind of the up and down um, <laughs> juggernaut of a team. And then they look like a crappy team the next week. It's They had a real up and down season. Um they were kind of favorites to make it to the playoff push, and then faded as the year went on. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that game as well. Um, you know, some of the uh, the other bigger games, like you're saying, we got Georgia facing off of Michigan. Um, I'm I'm not going to touch on this because I'm a, a big Georgia fan. So you know, I, I got a very big bias on on that. Um, kind of. Kind of let me know how you're feeling about Georgia's chances against Michigan, and should they even be here, Jared? What are, what are your takes on that? I definitely feel Georgia is where they need to be. Um, I feel that you know the they were the I think they were the best team, the best regular season team in college football. You know, it's just Saban has their number, and that's just how it's been. You know, that's just what it's probably going to be if they see each other again in the championship. When it comes to this matchup, I think this is probably going to be the more interesting matchup. Probably just because I think this Georgia and this Michigan team have a lot to prove. Only, you know, Georgia wants to bounce back from losing to Alabama and to try to get back in the yeah. national championship. Yeah, terrible mm-hmm. loss. And yeah, Harbaugh yeah. and Michigan are trying to prove themselves that they can, they can hang, you know. That they can be there with the big they boys. They can do it. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, UGA, Georgia, they've it's been going on 40 years now, the drought for a national championship. It just kind of like with uh, the, the Falcons and, you know, previous to this year, the Braves, it always seems like Georgia teams somehow grab defeat out of the jaws of victory every time. You know, we, we can be on the cusp. We can... You know, be great in the regular season, like you said, but it seems like when the big games come, it's nothing but the the choke. I mean, it's it's almost comical now because I expect it, which is terrible for a fan to expect your team to choke, but it just seems to happen again and again and again. Um, Georgia's, you know, favored by seven in this matchup. Um, that's a, a scary line. I, I just... I don't know. I, I think I, I think we got to put JT Daniels in there. Uh, I love the whole storyline with Stetson being a former walk-on and you know kind of bringing the team to a great run in the regular season, not taking anything away from that. But you know JT's the more pro quarterback, pro ready quarterback that can make all the throws. He's not as mobile, but dude, he's got a cannon of an arm, and I think we need that. We need his. QB mentality, his, you know, his IQ for the game, I feel like is bigger than Stetson's. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting. I think Michigan's got a little chip on their shoulder. And, you know, they, like you said, they want to prove that they can hang in with the big guys. And they're, they're ready to make a statement. They are. And 
I feel like if Michigan comes out run heavy and Georgia's defense slips, I can see Michigan pulling away with this one. I really I would not put it past it. I could see it easily I mean it could go both ways. It's just consider you know, it just depends on what side of the ball shows up first and shows up fast and strong, you know. I was gonna I was gonna say they, they kind of remind me of each other as far as their play style. You know, they're both, you know, run first teams, they're both you know, they both lean hard on their defenses. So at the end of the day, the football fan in me, you know, even outside of being a Georgia fan, I'm pumped about these playoff games. I think they're going to be great. The only downside is, man, I, I feel like, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I, I feel like teams like Notre Dame, I think they got snubbed. You know, I, I, I think it's hard to be super excited about Cincinnati being here outside of the fact that, you know, I'm glad that a team like that is getting an opportunity to show what they're able to do. Um, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's kind of lackluster. You know, we don't have that fourth big name in the playoffs, which is kind of what people have been, you know, cheering on and wanting. But um, how would you change the, the college football playoff system if, you know, if you were one of the guys on the board that made the decisions of, you know, maybe per se, you know, expanding a four-team playoff to, you know, six, eight, 12 teams, you know, how, how would that playoff pitcher look for you if you were the deciding factor? I would definitely, I think eight is a pretty steady number, um, but 12 is definitely intriguing because you get a lot of more teams in there, and I think you could probably play with like a buy for your top two maybe, you know? if I'm doing that math right. I just really, yeah, you're on the right path. I just, I really feel like, especially in these uh, conferences that have championships, you know, the Big 12, Pac-10, SEC, ACC, I feel like if you win that championship, no matter your record, you know, for the rest of the regular season, you're the best in your conference. Those should be automatic playoff berths to me. Yeah, the argument is that Alabama or you know, these big schools are just going to flick off these, you know, little teams that win their conference championships. But, you know, you never know. You know, it's, it's every given Saturday things happen. I mean, who would have thought that Cincinnati would knock off the Irish this year? You know, yeah, Cincinnati's been on an uptick and they were good last year. You know, they went toe-to-toe with Georgia in the bowl game. Georgia, you know, came out victorious, thankfully. But, um, you know, let's let's give the little guys a chance, but don't. You know, I, I feel like having only four, it really leaves out a lot of teams that may have a shot. You know, like given the chance, I think you know anybody can win on any Saturday. Well, bouncing on over to the NFL side of things and the pro level, um, there's a lot of controversy of you know who may be going out for that MVP at the end of the season. Um, we had some front runners like Lamar Jackson, even Dak Prescott coming off of you know his injured year, uh, throwing up big numbers in the beginning of the season. But it's kind of you know tailored out. We've kind of let matchups come and go. Um, I'm I'm really thinking it's a two-headed horse race here. Um, and really, if you <laughs> if you didn't pay attention to the names and just looked at the stats, they look very similar. Um, I feel like they're both very important to their teams. I'm, I'm talking about none other than Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers and Tom Brady for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, wh- which one in that, you know, microcosm of players, who, who do you think has the lead here? 
I think right now, when you look at the odds, I go Tom Brady. It's kind of really his to lose, per se, just because after Week 14 with that buff with the Bills win, I think that's a big win for them, and he played really good in that game. It doesn't. It just doesn't seem like he's really missed a step this season, because you also got to put an age. Forever. You got to put an age. <laughs> dude, it's it's crazy, dude. I mean, he he's playing better than. You know, these rookies that are coming in, which, I mean, I know with experience comes better play, but, like, even athletically, man, he, he scrambled for, like, I think he had somewhere between 20 to 30 rushing yards, I think, in that game. Um, that's 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 not like Tom Brady, you know. I mean, he's he's looking to get the ball downfield, looking to throw it away if pressured. Um, they, I mean, at 40-something years old, Dude, he, he's turning on the wheels. Like, I, I was really impressed in that Bills game. He is. I mean, he's got he's, – he's averaging 318 yards per game. <laughs> when you look at it, like, well, he's got 36 touchdowns, and he's at over 4,100 yards. Which, is lead, that, which he's leading the league in those 36 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's leading the league in yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> something that's working – for Aaron the same way it would for Tom. Um, Aaron missed a game a couple weeks ago, cost him, you know, a, an L in the loss column there. Um, Jordan Love, which at one point created a lot of controversy, the backup quarterback they drafted to what seemed to be the replacement for Aaron Rodgers. I think they put that to rest. Um, the game he started for Aaron, you know, they lost bad. Offense looked pretty bad. It was against uh, Kansas City. Um, a struggling Kansas City at the time. Um, but then Aaron Rodgers came back, righted the ship, and, man, he is the ultimate gunslinger. And and I'm from an age where I got to see Brett Favre play for the Packers, probably one of my most favorite, you know, quarterbacks of all time. I loved watching Brett Favre. Um, but, you know, and he's in regards, Brett Favre is the gunslinger of the NFL, you know, speaking of history, but I, I think Rodgers is, you know, he's made the claim that without him, the Packers just would not be the same team. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out with these two quarterbacks. You know, I think their win-loss record will play in a lot um, to whether who wins the MVP. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I kind of, <laughs> as much as I can appreciate the athleticism the you know the IQ that these guys play with and the tenacity they play with the pre- preparation they put in each and every week, but uh, I kind of don't like either of the quarterbacks. They're they're easy to hate, <laughs> and I don't know if that's because of uh, their ability to play so well, no matter what they face, or I just I don't know. Are they likable guys to you? Um, I feel as I've gotten older. I've learned to appreciate Tom Brady a little more than I did as a kid because I used to just look at him as a supervillain that just beat all the teams <laughs> and you know did this and did that. But I think that just kind of came with him being a patriot. It seems like since he's gotten to Tampa, he's kind of become more of himself, I feel. Um, he's a little bit more fun to watch. His uh, personality can, comes out a little bit more. So I've kind of grown. He's grown on me. Uh, Aaron, I've always been a big fan of Aaron Rodgers. You know, I don't, I don't care about the whole COVID thing and all this and that. You know, the man 
the man's put in the work in Green Bay, and if he wants to have word on who they draft, then he I feel he deserves that. Um, and that's just you know that's just my opinion when it comes to that. But you know, other than these two, I feel there are some dark horses out there that I. But at the end of the day, we know this is a quarterback award. So we already know that it's... Oh, yeah. It, it always has been, or it has been for the past 10 years. It, so. It's sad because you have people like Cooper Cup having an astounding year at that at a, at a, at position. You have Jonathan Taylor just bawling. And what's crazy Dude, is that he's... He has been... He's bawling. He's doing exactly what Derrick Henry was doing, but Derrick Henry was basically locked in as MVP six games in. You know what I'm saying? And then he goes Which down. Which is crazy, dude. It was uh, up until like two or three weeks ago, I think he was the leading rusher after missing like six games. I mean, Henry, that was such a sad injury because I, I think it was finally a year for a running back to win MVP. Um, with him going down, though, like, you know, like we mentioned, I think it's a, a two horse race with Rodgers and Brady. Um, but it's. It's been it's been fun watching you know Taylor and all, some of these young rookies this year just you know they've they've played beyond their years you know they're playing like three and four year veterans versus being rookies so I think the the NFL is in for a good uh, good rest of the season good rest of the you know for the next couple of years I think we have some studs that are going to eventually be legends and it'll be fun to see their careers play out and. I'm excited uh, for the Super Bowl coming up. You know, I'm excited for playoffs. I'm excited. I'm excited for all this, man. It's, it's this is the time of the year where things start to matter a lot. Every game counts at this point. Um, so it'll it'll be fun reporting each and every week, bringing you all the the ins and the outs of the league. But man, I gotta I gotta get ready for tomorrow. I got some gotta gotta go back back to work. Um, what, what are you doing for the, the holidays here? Are you, you know, I know you're with the military and all. How, how's that working out for you right now? Uh, you know, just I've uh, taken 30 days off to enjoy myself back at home for a little bit before I head back to Korea. I'm, uh, you know, spending time with family, you know, the normal holiday stuff, friends, um, watching football on time. Not have to stay up to watch I football. Yeah, yeah, that's a plus. <laughs> so yeah, so just before we head out, how, how's that working for you in South Korea, having to stay up late or so games, watch it early in the mornings? How, how does that work for you? So games come on. The first game usually comes on around like the 1 p.m. games will usually be on about 3 a.m. my time. And I can usually catch <laughs> – about the time I go into work, I'm catching the end of the final 4:15 game, and then I'm catching the Sunday night football slash Monday night football games when I'm at work. And they usually last about – they're done around, like, almost 1 p.m. So it's it's not bad. That's so, so different. It's, it's, it's <laughs> definitely different. It was nice to kick back on the couch here at the house and watch some football, you know, and actually be able to have, place have, bets. Have you know, run FanDuel yeah, and all that. Like, like, like a snooze fest for three hours. That mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I I used to make fun of my dad. He would fall asleep while we were watched sports and stuff. I'm like, how are you falling asleep? And now that I'm the the breadwinner and the dad of the house, you know, it's uh, some of the best sleep I've ever had is while a, a game's been on the TV. Um, but yeah, man. So I think that's a wrap for this episode. Um, we appreciate all our listeners for tuning in to 
see what we're all about. I hope that we were able to provide you guys with some entertainment, some back-and-forth opinions. Um, we look forward to continue to bring you episodes that, um, that pique your interest and, you know, we want to know your feedback. If you guys would, we would love to have you follow our socials. Um, I, like I said, I'll link our Twitter, our Instagram. Uh, we are even in the makings of creating a TikTok. So um, we will try to have those in the episode description for you. Uh, it should be hyperlinked, so it'd be easy. Yeah, I'm bouncing, boy. Click and Catch y'all later. But, um, until next time, guys, this was the Rookie Report. Jarrett, I think I'm going to get the hell out of here, man. Peace, everybody. Y'all have a good one.